Blog Talk Radio. Uh, you know what time it is. Time to hang out with Mr. Cool. With Mr. Kuba, with Mr. Kuba, with Mr. Kuba. Get the latest cool from Mr. Kuba, from Mr. Kuba, from Mr. Kuba. Hey, we're Mr. Kuba, with Mr. Kuba, with Mr. Kuba, with Mr. Kuba. Get the latest cool from Mr. Kuba, from Mr. Kuba. Welcome to the Bit Scoop with Coop. I'm your host, Coop. And today, guys, we actually have another special show that's going down. Season 4 is still going strong, guys. Make sure you go to the website, www.thebigscoopwithcoop.com, where you can check out episodes from Season 1 all the way up to present season, Season 4. Um, an update is coming soon to the website. Also, make sure you check out the Twitter page, um, twitter.com forward slash MCOOP317, and of course, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the bit scoop with Coop. Now, guys, today, wow, um, what can I say about today? My guest today has done something that a lot of filmmakers are trying to get accomplished, trying to get established, and, and doing things that has not been done in a while. And I will tell you the reason why I say that in a few minutes. But um, my he's an established filmmaker. He is actually doing big things in the movie industry itself. And guys, you when you hear who this is, some of you all will probably know who this is, and I know you all will. And some of you all be getting introduced for the first time to him. But guys, it's always a pleasure to have new people on the show. And he is, once again, you're about to learn something new from him. So enough about me. So let's go on and actually bring up who I actually have on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Alex Oshmiatsky. How you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great, Coop. Uh, thanks so much for having me on the show. Yes, sir. Anytime. How's your day been so far? Oh, it's been great. Uh, yeah, just doing things. Uh, how about yourself? Oh, man, it's, it's been busy. I'm in North Carolina, so we had a little bit of warm slash muggy weather. Not really, but... Mm. We've had better days, but at the same time, it, it's been a good day. It hasn't been scorching hot, so that's, oh, that's one thing I can't complain about. I've been in North Carolina for, uh, for four years at one point, and uh, oh. August, can, August can be brutal. Yes, um, brutal is an understatement, but it's been a good day. <laughs> yeah. Now, Alex, on this show, we always talk about how you started in your career, your success, give advice on how to get into your career and so much more. But we will always we will start from the beginning, Alex. Um, when did you first realize that you wanted to get into the movie industry? Well, you know, I think like a lot of people, I, uh, I, I fell in love with the movies at a, at a very early age, uh, further back than I can, I can remember, to be honest. Uh, you know, I loved uh, watching, you know, the sort of big budget uh, movies when I was a kid and kind of grew into watching sort of more... Uh, you know, quote unquote, mature cinema. So, you know, I guess, I guess it's been a, a dream as long as I can remember. That's cool right there. And, you know, and that's a good thing because whenever you start at a young age, having a dream that you want to do something and you pursue it, it feels like that you have accomplished so much, even when it's in your beginning stages of your career, the middle part of your career, or even 
at the end, I mean, when you're a further veteran down the road, people that have been in the game for 40, 50 plus years, you know, you can always look back and say, I always want to do that. And you actually accomplish it. So, Alex, congratulations on that for getting to where you are right now. Um, I'm glad you held on to that dream because of what you actually done in the movie industry already. But, ladies and gentlemen, that's listening worldwide, you will hear about that in a few minutes. Um, what type of movies did you enjoy watching at a younger age? You know, I know you said um, the bit budget ones, but were you like a horror fan, suspense fan, action Oh, I, I think I was more like a, an action and comedy guy. Uh, I think the the first movie I can remember seeing is you, you remember the old like cheesy '90s version of The Rocketeer. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think they're I think they're remaking that now. They're remaking everything from the '90s. Uh, but uh, you know, it was just sort of those big budget action flicks that uh, initially drew me into sort of the film uh, film world. And you know, then when I got a little older, I started watching like uh, you know. Hitchcock or Truffaut or, you know, the sort of great directors of days gone by and just sort of fell more and more in love with it over time. And you know what? The classics are always still good because like one of my personal favorite movies is the, and I know you know this movie also, is the Back to the Future trilogy. Um, oh, yeah. Part one, part two. Um, I, I was, I was, a, I like part three, but I mean, it kind of went kind of left field to a certain extent. Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, if you're listening, I apologize, but the movie was still good. Um, You know, the thing is with that, you can take, you can go back and watch classics and you can see things that you never didn't, you didn't remember seeing when you was younger. Or even, you know, at an older age, you'll go back like, wow, I don't remember seeing that in the background or I don't remember this happening. So the classics are always good, Alex. Um, and the Hitchcock ones, man, those I can actually sit there and watch. And even if I've seen the same one two or three times, there's something that will always stick out to me where I didn't recognize it before. And I'm wondering, am I the only one that's actually had that happen too? You know, just seeing something and then it pops yeah, up on no, your screen. Oh, no, not at all. And, uh, you know, it's kind of weird watching the classic movies, especially since, you know, uh, Inevitably, growing up, you see the the modern films more, and then you go back and you're like, "Oh, that's where they came up with that idea," because uh, you know the film world uh, recycles ideas from the past, or you know uses techniques of the masters of the past in in modern film. So when you watch like uh, you know Hitchcock's films, and you see them starting with a close up and then zooming out and out and out until you really recognize where you are, and you're like. Oh, that's where that technique came from. He came up with it. Uh, so it's really interesting to watch just like from a history point of view because you're like, oh, I mean, we take all this stuff for granted, but at the time it was revolutionary. And, and that's true. That's very true. And, I mean, that can go from movies to even television. Um, I personally think that we will not see – well, I, I'm not going to say never because in this industry I've learned never say never. But – it would be good to go back even in the television industry to the late 80s, early 90s, or even mid-90s. You remember like the the TNBCs, the Saturday morning things like the Save by the Bill, the 90210s, and all that stuff like that. Um, I know they tried to rehash the 90210 again, but, you know, if they could get back to the television sitcoms, the true ones, you know, that would be great to see again, just from a yeah. nostalgic point of view. 
Yeah, they really don't do those as much anymore. I, I mean, I know, uh, what's his name, Michael Laurie has his stuff on CBS, and I think that's probably the last of it that's left, you know, like The Big Bang Theory and such. Uh, like it, like two or three sitcoms on CBS, and I know there are like scattered ones elsewhere, uh, but like for the most part, yeah, it's kind of kind of gone away. That's true. That's very true. And since we're talking about, you know, things being done away and things being rehashed, um, do you feel that the movie industry is at an all-time high as far as it goes for, like, quality and entertainment? Uh, you know, in a lot of ways, I think it is. Uh, you know, it's like everything kind of in the modern world. Like, it's gotten more, like, stratified, you know, like, more niche-driven. And, like, so, you know, the stuff that's good is better than it's ever been, and the stuff that's bad is worse than it's ever been, uh, you know, kind of thing. And, you know, whatever your particular interest is, like, it, it, the stuff in that little niche is, is better uh, than it's a, than it's ever been before. You just gotta kind of find it. Uh, you know, for me, like the kind of stuff I like, like, I think the best stuff's actually kind of on TV now. Uh, I know that's cliche to say, but like, it, it's really <laughs> true. Like stuff, you know, series like house of cards or you know, breaking bad, like they were just amazing. Uh, so, you know, if you're into that sort of like prestige fair, like it, there, there's more of that than there's ever been. If you're into like the big Hollywood blockbusters sort of, you know, less story driven, but more just like taking you on a ride type of stuff. That's more amazing than it's ever been before. So yeah, you know, in, in a sense, I think, I think it is. And I agree with you on that, Alice. I do. And I like those type of shows. Um, because like I said, you know, the sitcoms was my teenage career high. And I used mm-hmm. to love watching those type of shows. Now, people that's listening worldwide right now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not knocking the reality shows. I'm not doing that. I know a lot of people like that. But, you know, it's, it's getting so real that it shows it fakeness sometimes. It, it does. And I'm, I'm more of the sitcom where you can hear the crowd laughing in the background or even if the crowd is not there, you know, the, the fun shows. I, I do miss those. I really do. Um, movie-wise, I'm the same way. Um, I'm glad they're rehashing some of the classics, though, Alex. I am. Um, but there are some classics that need to be left alone. <laughs> it don't need to be rehashed. Yeah, I hear yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to name any names on that one. But, you know, I feel that at the same time that the movie industry is at a high. And because, of like, what you're doing, Alex. Now, and I'm going and everybody that's listening, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what he's doing in a minute. But, like what Alex is doing, ladies and gentlemen, and a lot of other people are doing, they're actually taking the movie level to the next level or the movie industry to the next level. And you got to keep on watching Alex, everybody. Make sure you follow this guy. He's doing big things and he's going to continue to do bigger things. He really is. Um, so let's get into it, Alex, um, what you've done. Can you tell everybody about you know, the film Career Opportunities in Organized Crime? Uh, first, thanks. Uh, thanks for the kind words. It's very nice of you to say. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, so m- my film, which is coming out uh, this next month, is called uh, Career Opportunities in Organized Crime. Uh, it is a mockumentary type film about the Russian mafia. The, the sort of plot of the film is uh, that these Russian mobsters are, are having a difficult time. Uh, so they decide to try to get new people to join the mafia by making a, a recruitment film. And uh, the movie's kind of a, a film within a film as they're, they're making their recruitment video. Uh, 
Uh, and the part of it that's, that's gotten uh, a lot of attention is that we, uh, while we were filming the film, uh, we simultaneously shot it uh, with uh, 360 degree virtual reality cameras. Uh, so essentially cameras that see every part of the room where the action has taken place. And then when you watch the footage later in a virtual reality headset, uh, like a Google Cardboard or uh, Oculus Viewer, these ones that are on the market now, uh, you actually feel like you're in the room with all the actors from the movie. Like you, you feel like you're in the movie, uh, so to speak. And you see the action taking place all around you. And uh, to my knowledge, uh, this is the first feature-length film uh, that's ever been shot this way. And I can't think of another film that's been shot that way also. Now, how did that actually come in your mind, though? I mean, when you're, I understand, you know, getting the film and, and you have a story in your head and everything, but what made you think about getting the 363 virtual reality cameras? Uh, well, you know, I've always been into technology and, uh, you know, sort of new toys, so to speak. And, uh, you know, I just thought there was a lot of potential uh, in this area for making the film experience more immersive. Uh, so, you know, uh, part of my background is uh, I'm actually a, a doctor as well, and I'm a radiologist. Uh, and, uh, you know, one of the people that reads x-rays, CT scans, MRIs and such. Uh and, you know, as part of that, you know, I've done neuroimaging in the past, reading brains, MRIs. And there are these studies that show using functional MRIs, sort of MRIs that read your brain while you're looking at various things, um, that when you watch a movie, you enter sort of a different brain state. Uh, so, you know, when you're like gathered around a campfire watching a film and then, you know, somebody next to you pulls out a cell phone and it kind of like knocks you out of the moment. Like, mm-hmm. it's actually kicking out, you're kicking out of this kind of brain state where you're sort of immersed in the story. Uh, and, you know, it's conjectured that that's kind of from, uh, you know, our caveman days where we learned life skills from listening to people tell stories. Uh, so we've sort of evolved with this sense that storytelling is really important. And, you know, when the chieftain's telling you how to, like, hunt wildebeest or whatever did we did back in caveman times, uh, you know, we, we sort of entered this sort of trance-like state where we were with him and felt like we were with him uh, when he was hunting the wildebeest to help us learn how to do that. Uh, and we still sort of get that today uh, it, when we hear good stories and not just when watching good movies, but even when just like reading a good book or hearing a, a good storyteller tell a story to us in person. Uh, and the more sort of immersed you feel in the story, the more intense the sensation. Uh, and I, you know, thought I might, it would be awesome to experiment with that, with these new, really immersive technologies that are coming out, uh, and try to answer the question, will, you know, the sense of actually being inside of the movie heighten, uh, this sense of enjoyment of the film itself, of the story itself. And I believe mission accomplished. Seriously. You, I mean, you've done it. I can't wait for it to come out. I really can't. Um, because you've done something revolutionary where nobody else, if, if someone else have thought of that, they never dared to take step. They didn't step foot into this level of pulling this off. And I'm just picturing now when you put the headset on and you're watching the movie, it's like, like you said, you're in the room with them. And I could just see something just happening out the blue when you have a movie shot like that. And it's going to make you jump or you're going to feel like you will get more into the movie. You will feel like they're talking to you also. 
So congratulations on that, Alex. I hope this is not the last movie you shoot like this. I really yeah. hope it's not. Yeah, no, there, there have been, you know, many, many others like uh, sort of pioneers in this sort of subgenre of filmmaking uh, that have already done incredible things. Uh, Chris Milk, uh, Pierre and Felix uh, out of Quebec. Uh, but, you know, I, I hope, I think as far as I'm aware, we're the first ones to tell a full, you know, sort of feature length narrative story uh, using this technology. So uh, hopefully people enjoy it. Oh, trust me, they will. They definitely will. Now, um, Alex, how excited were you when you found out that, you know, your film premiered at the VRAR Expo? Oh, no, I, I was thrilled. It was awesome. Uh, yeah, no, the South by Southwest is, is an amazing experience for anyone who's had the, the opportunity to go there, just seeing so many talented and creative people all around you and just being able to interact and share ideas and, you know, watch people watch your movie is, is really, really cool. And see them get really excited and into it like that that it, it's a very very gratifying experience now was it a big crowd out there um how was i mean how was the crowd pop how was it with people uh, you know around well you know it's kind of in, it's kind of different with virtual reality movies uh because uh you know it's not like sitting in a theater uh mm-hmm. you know everyone has their own like headset uh, so what we basically did was we, over the course of three days, like had headsets there and people could reserve a time uh, to watch the film or they could watch clips from the film. And, you know, I think probably several hundred people over the course of the three days uh, wound up watching it, at least a bit of the movie. Uh, so, th- so that was really cool. That's nice, man. I mean, Alex, doing something like that and having hundreds of people watching your movie, it I mean, in, in talking to you, Alex, I know you have a calm and cool ego, but it had to be that one time you wanted to say, I got to pat myself on the back. Job well done. It, it had to be. Because uh, yeah, you... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. And if I was there, I'd pat you on the back myself. You've done it, man. You really have. And once again, I don't want to sound like a mockingbird or a broken record. Please don't let this be the last one. Because I believe with your story writing techniques and with you being a filmmaker producing and coming out using the headsets, I mean, I believe if you get the right storyline, you can even give Star Wars and stuff a run for their money because of what you can do with your technology that you're using. So I'm going to be looking forward to this. And talking about being looking forward to something, um, are there any future projects? or anything that you're actually working on right now that you're allowed to speak uh, about? Oh, yeah, sure thing. Um, so right now, in, in the actually pretty soon after the release of uh, Career Opportunities, uh, probably in the next few months after that, we'll I'll probably release a short film, which is a, a documentary set in Iraq. Uh, so we got uh, virtual reality cameras into uh, Iraq on, on the front lines with the, uh, the war against ISIS. Uh, and had uh, some very brave uh, journalists there uh, sort of film with the, the virtual reality cameras as, as the fighting was happening uh, in sort of the northern and western part of Iraq, uh, particularly around the city uh, called Sinjar. Uh, and, uh, you know, when you view the footage, you can actually feel like you're there on the front lines in the fight against ISIS. And uh, hopefully people can get a much better sense of, of what that, like the horror of that is like, uh, and just the sheer devastation that's that's been caused there uh, after they see the footage. Uh, and that should be coming out, you know, maybe a month or two after Career Opportunities comes out. 
Nice. How long would the film be? Uh, then it'll be shorter. Uh, we're actually thinking of breaking it up into episodes. Uh, so the first episode will probably be about 10 minutes long, I think. Uh, and then there'll probably be three or four after that are similarly about 10 minutes long. Will we see all episodes this year? Or would it be spaced out within the months, yeah. like quarters? or? Yeah, probably spaced out into months, maybe like one a month for, for a few months. Okay, nice. Well, Alex, you make sure you stay in contact with me and let me know when they actually come out because I'm going to try to find a way to see it. And everybody that's listening worldwide, try your best to see career opportunities um, in organized crime. Make sure you check out this movie that's coming out soon. Well, there's going to be episodes, actually. Make sure you check out Alex on this. Now, Alex, here's a question I want to know personally myself. Um, How important is social media to the movie industry these days, in your opinion? Uh, well, you know, I'm, maybe I'm a bit of a Luddite uh, or just lazy about my social media. I, I don't really do it as much as I, I think I should. Uh, but uh, I, I know other people have made entire careers uh, just out of Twitter. Uh, hell, uh, Donald Trump's running for president, I guess, based on his Twitter handle. Uh, or whatever that's worth. Uh, so I, I know it's, it's enormously important. Uh, my my own Twitter, I, I don't think I, I've tweeted in, in months, uh, but uh, I probably should be, given the, okay. the importance of it now. Uh, yeah, my, my personal Twitter handle, in case anyone wants to see me tweet once every four months, is uh, is at uh, A-L-E-X-O-S-H, Alex Hosh. Uh, but uh, we, we do have a, a, social, uh, a Facebook page where we keep uh, everyone uh, updated uh, on, on our progress. Uh, and that's uh, uh, facebook.com backslash mafia careers uh, if anyone wants to, to follow us there. And that one's updated much more regularly. Everybody, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you go to the um, Facebook page, follow it, like it. Make sure you keep up with this because, like I said, Alex is doing big things. You will want to keep up with this guy's career, and it's bigger things coming. So make sure you do it. And like Alex said, if you want to see him tweet once every four months, jump on his Twitter. <laughs> do it. Trust me. He if he doesn't want if he says once every four months, it's gonna be something big that's gonna drop. So make sure you follow him everywhere you can on social media. Make sure you try your best to find all his projects that he's doing from his movies to everything else. Because like I said, he's got a great career ahead of him and he's not a rookie in this game. So he knows what he's doing. So make sure you follow him on social media, guys. Now, Alex, what is your ultimate goal in the movie industry? Uh, you know, honestly, I think it's just to keep making movies, uh, like as, as long as people will let me. Uh, like I, I really just enjoy every aspect of the process of doing it and uh, getting your sort of own ideas out there. So, you know, if I can keep making movies, that, that would be phenomenal. Okay, nice. Now, um, if you could pick one actor and one actress to star in your next movie, it doesn't matter who it is, past, present, or a future actor or actress that you know about that hasn't, you know, had their shine yet, who would it be and why? In any Ooh. type of movie, they gave you a limited budget. Oh, wow. That's, that's a good question. That is a good question. Uh, you know, uh, I think current actor... You know, I was watching uh, just the Prestige, uh, the Christopher Nolan movie a couple of days ago, and you know, mm-hmm. Christopher, uh, Christian Bale, like he, I don't think he gets enough credit as like being a really, really good actor. Uh, like if I have to pick like a modern day actor to work with, I think it'd be him. 
Um, and, uh, you know, who doesn't have a crush on Jesse, Je- uh, sorry, Jennifer Lawrence, uh, but, uh, you know, actors from times gone by, wow, there's, there's so many greats, uh, probably Marlon Brando, uh, back before he was like reportedly really hard to work with back when he was like in his prime. Uh, right. and, uh, you know, maybe Marilyn and Marilyn Monroe, I mean, uh, also another person who, who really didn't get enough credit for being talented as she was in, in her era. And, you know, and since you mentioned Marilyn Monroe, do you think that if social media was back then, oh, do you wow. think that it would, yeah, do you believe that she would have been boosted up? Uh, um, okay, I might be out of the ordinary saying this, but at least 100 levels higher than what she was already? Well, that's, that's an interesting, that's an interesting insight, actually. Like, if she was able to control her, her own career instead of, like, being reliant on others, Right. Like, did you, yeah, no, I, yeah, probably, actually. I think she probably would have done really well with that. Like, uh, look at the Kardashians. I mean, they're, you know, they just sort of hang out and look at where their career has gone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, true. so, yeah, probably. Uh, you know, that's the one really nice thing about, I think, sort of living in this era of, of filmmaking is that you're not as reliant on, you know, big studios and massive amounts of money. Uh, to get a film made, like with a very, very low budget, uh, you can just go out, get a camera and start making film and no one can stop you. Uh, versus, you know, back even 20 years ago, uh, 10 years ago, maybe, uh, before, you know, the, the uh, digital revolution in cameras really happened, like you, you, you really couldn't uh, without millions of dollars of Hollywood financing. So in some sense, it's, it's a better time to be a filmmaker now than it's ever been in the past. And that's true. I mean, did you ever think that this day would come, Alex, where people can just pull out their iPhone and shoot a movie off of their phone? I mean, yeah, not just not just shoot a movie on their iPhone, but like shoot a really successful movie uh, right. on their, their iPhone. What was it? The Tangerine? Uh, yeah. I'm not getting the, yeah. the yeah the uh, the title wrong, but yeah, like it one you know it was the best picture at Sundance a year and a half ago, uh, shot completely on an iPhone. Uh, and I mean, those guys had a, had a pretty solid career already actually in the, the film industry, but, uh, but yeah, you, you can literally just pull out your iPhone, start shooting and make a good movie. Um, so, you know, there's, there's really nothing stopping anyone. Right. And, and ladies and gentlemen, that's listening worldwide. If you want to get into the movie industry, I mean, the only thing that's stopping you is yourself now these days. So, I mean, guys, if you have an iPhone, try it. If you have a camera, try it. See what happens. I mean, if you don't try, you never know what's going to happen. So, I mean, you if you had the technology, and I believe, and I'm sorry, Android users, um, if 70 to 90% of the people are using iPhones now. That's in the industry. I'm talking about the movie industry, not worldwide or whatever. I'm not sure what the percentage is on that. But you can pull out that and just film somebody walking down the street and I'm not telling nobody to do that. Do not become a stalker, but I'm just saying that could happen. You can film anything. You can film paint drying, not saying it'll be a successful movie, but it'll look good on an iPhone. So guys, just try it and see what happened. If you don't try, you're not going to succeed because you didn't put the attempt to it. Now talking about succeeding and everything, Alex, what advice would you give any male or female that wants to come into the movie industry? 
um, as an actor or a producer or a filmmaker? Oh, good question. Um, so, you know, I think with, uh, you know, the availability of, of, of anyone to, you know, sort of make movies now, uh, what, what goes along with that is there's so much more content out there that it's really, really important to have, uh, you know, an idea or a new original idea that kind of makes your own work stand out. Uh, I don't want to say, you know, like, you know, just pull out, just be really gimmicky, but, you know, try to have something innovative in there that makes your own work stand out from everybody else's. Uh, because, you know, there's so many voices out there now that, uh, that to be heard through all that, you, you really got to come up with something that catches the imagination uh, when you, when you put something together. So before you start, just, you know, put a little time thinking into it, like what make will make my movie different from everybody else's uh, or, you know, make my, you know, acting or, or anything else different from what other people are doing currently at the moment uh, to, to sort of catch the, the attention above all the noise. Nice. Nice. Ladies and gentlemen, um, I hope everyone took heed to everything that was said on this show today. If you're trying to get out there to become a filmmaker, uh, actor, actress, producer, anything that you're trying to do in this industry, there's nothing stopping you. Make sure you do your research. Make sure you have the right technology. If you have the skills, show it. Trust me. It's going to get you somewhere. Look what Alex did once again. Made this movie, um, Career Opportunities and Organized Crime. And he used a 360-degree 3D camera, and you feel like you're sitting in the room with them at the whole for the whole time. So, guys, if you got something on your mind, jot it down. Try it. Try to get it out there. Now, Alex, I want to thank you for coming on the show today. Um, I would love to have you back in the future. Oh no, and uh, you know, thanks so much for having me on, Coop. Uh, it's, it's been a pleasure. Yes, sir. All right, make sure you have a great day. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, the Big Scoop with Coop. We did it again with Alex. We did big things. Continue to do big things, guys. Strive for your goals. Until next time, everybody, have a great night.